Okay. I went to Chick-fil-A. They make good meals. Mm. Hello, unfriends. Do you like to support things that are cool? I do. That's why I head on over to patreon.com slash unfriend me and support this show today. I hate change. Nothing should ever change. Certainly not time itself. And for what? Farmers Pishaw! Oh, yeah? Well, I think it would be nice for once if we didn't keep doing something old and dumb and outdated once in a while in favor of a better freaking way. Oh, yeah? Well, if you think daylight savings time is a good idea, then know what to do with that one that was the most intense you've ever done i actually got lightheaded on that one that was i almost blacked out on that gosh, one gosh dang it that was something else we really went places uh or you did hey uh, welcome back to unfriend me everybody it's time for a little unfriend me we talk about the hot issues of the day and look chat room before you lose your freaking minds i know that it's daylight saving time i know justin knows that but the way we say it around here and the way i've always heard it my entire life is people put an s at the end of savings and that's just yeah. the way it is. So we may say that here and there on the show today. Please calm yourselves down and put your pedantic cal uh, calculator away. We'll do our best. But if we let it slip that there's savings instead of saving, uh, you'll forgive us. Yeah, but we, we here tack on the last S4 savings. Oh, that's right. We do. Yeah, we stick it on. Well, we believe that the savings... <laughs> we don't believe anything. I don't know what I'm saying. More. More savings. <laughs> Uh, that's right, though. Today on Unfriend Me, we talk about the controversial continued uh, practice of daylight saving time. And, and, and by the way, yeah, this is so much more fascinating than I thought it was going to be. I thought this was just going to be really dry and we were going to just do some general light topic bitching. But uh, this is kind of an epic tale and it gets to a universal truth of he or she who controls the time controls the world. Yeah, it's uh, I'm surprised. So Justin does this research before every show, and I'm always impressed with what he's been able to dig up with what he calls a couple hours on Google. Um, this has way more to it than I ever thought. Now, I've always been a little inconvenienced by it, always a little annoyed, less annoyed on the fallback time where you gain an hour, more well, annoyed in the spring. Right? Sure, right. That makes sense. Um. But still, overall, kind of a question about why is this happening? I have friends in Arizona that never do it, so how come they all live just fine and don't do it? But yet here we are doing it for most of the rest of the country. And I think it's going to be a fascinating discussion. And, of course, as always, your calls are not only expected but warranted. Uh, call the live number. Don't do it now, but hold on until we start. Or you can now and just wait for your turn in line. It's up to you. Yep. You may have to dial back. but. 801-471-0462 is the number to lock into your phone, 801-471-0462. Uh, but Justin, as always, before we take a look forward, <laughs> before we leap forward an hour, we must yeah. leap backwards uh, a week to emails about last week's discussion about Scientology. Mm -hmm. Well, why don't you go ahead and get it started? I'm going to start it with this uh, email from Palinkinesis. Palinkinesis? That's fine. Palinkinesis, something like that. So as I lost an aunt and two cousins to Scientology many years ago. As my aunt's health declined, the church, he put in quotes, increasingly ignored her. They have a contentious relationship with doctors. Until she died, of what can only I can only assume 
was some form of cancer coupled with complications from dementia, probably Alzheimer's. Uh, one of those cousins married while in the church, and about 10 years ago, we found out that my cousin's wife and daughter had escaped. They did this in the dead of night and were apparently running for their lives, according to them. Uh, and they were living in Los Angeles. We reached out to them and were thrilled to connect and welcome them into our family, their extended, fam- their extended family. I am proud of the work that they've done to help others escape from that abusive situation. So some hands-on, man. First-hand accounts. That's hardcore. Uh, I, I will say, as we go through these emails, that I left out a lot of stories like this, assuming that we would get them either in the calls or the emails. And, who boy. Yeah. Have we ever. Yeah. Jan Clearwater writes, I've lived in Clearwater my whole life, the capital of Scientology, and I've worked with people that believe in it. Personally, I don't get it, but they are nice. The trick is to tell them that your therapist said that you're not allowed to convert. I haven't seen Tom Cruise in his new condo yet. Just all of his minions who have completely taken over downtown. If you vacation here, stick to the beach. <laughs> I'll tell you what, that is a bummer because Clearwater is a hell of a fun drinking town. I, I've, uh, I've I've been down there a few times. It, it's it's a great little downtown. When you were there, did you did you find um, I don't know get a sense for the Scientology population or any kind of how it might affect you as a, as someone who's just hanging around looking for a good no, bar. I think growing up, it, it's about as much as you would expect, you know, the, you know, uh, uh, you know, that you would know that like the Mormon capital is Salt Lake. Yeah, right. It's yeah. Like, yeah. You can look it up and go by the headquarters and you can see, Hey, look, there's a gigantic thing. Like right. that probably took a lot of money and effort, right? <laughs> but otherwise, it's just a downtown, like any other downtown. There's a Starbucks, there's a couple bars, you can get a sandwich, like it's fine. Yeah, of course. Uh, Michael wrote in, says, many years ago I took a trip to Australia. While walking down one of their streets, I had someone ask if I would like to take a personality test. Being in another country, I thought I would see what these people were all about. They didn't tell me who they were, they just took the test. It was multiple choice and something like 300 questions long. Good Lord. I would have walked away, man. Anyway, I took the test, and while they scored it, they had me watch a movie. It was about a guy with a, with psychological issues, and the big reveal at the end was the secret to help his uh, the, the secret to help him was Dianetics. It was at this time I knew who they were. They informed me of the results of my test. They told me I was depressed, anxious, plus a myriad of other psychological issues. The good news is they had me for what? Uh, sorry, they had for me was that of course they would help me with all my issues. I had to let the guy know that their test was incorrect. I am not any of these. Uh, we went back and forth. He couldn't get anything to stick with me. Uh, he then moved into basic Barnum effects uh, te- techniques, which also don't work with me. I am also very happy and a well-adjusted person. He then insisted that I'm not understanding my issues, and he had someone of a higher level that I needed to talk to. I had already spent two hours with them and told him I had to leave. Uh, they use the standard techniques that cults use, connect with you on issues that you may or may not have, and then explain how they will help you become a better person. Again, there's firsthand. also an element of, as we're going to get into this next email, uh, there's a financial incentive, except it's not always for your own bank account. It is for the betterment of the church and possibly your freedom. Mm. Anonymous wrote in, buckle in kids i'm not the type of person to write into shows like this however i had a friend i knew both before and after his bout with scientology my slight brush with the religion was so terrifying and bizarre i developed a strange fascination with the religion first off 
Moving up in Scientology is more than the class cost that Justin read on the show. There are required reading, and that is a huge book cost. You also have to pass, pass specialized audits to complete most classes, meaning that you have to pay several times for that OT level, not to mention audit preparation class. My buddy went bankrupt, paying for classes. He even took out loans. But great news, the church will lend you money till you get on your feet. After going so far into debt, in and out of the church, he was basically forced to work for Scientology in Sea Org, which we didn't go into, but that's their boat fleet. Uh, right. It's in that do the documentary yeah. gets into that a lot. Uh, yeah. Going clear does. Anyway. Uh, the promise was them paying his debts and giving him room and board uh, that he abandoned everyone that cared for him and after he dropped off the radar. Problem is, my friend, like drugs. That's not compatible with Scientology, which does not even like caffeine or Tylenol. It's not forbidden, but you can't expect to pay, pass an audit if you partake. Not long after he was caught sneaking dope, he was locked up. What happened to him was pretty much covered in going clear. Imprisoned, interrogated, beaten, and brainwashed, he was eventually let go in exchange for single-handedly manning and living out of a food truck in Clearwater. All profits went to the church to repay his debts, and he was only allowed to eat one meal a day of mostly cheese crackers and a single bottle of water, Jeez. all while cooking and serving food every day. Any deviation from church instructions, and he went back to the hole, he was told. For a little under a year, he did, he, he, he did this, living mostly alone, except for the mandatory audit sessions and restocking. Eventually, severely dehydrated, he passed out in public and was rushed to the hospital and fell into a coma. Church personnel unsuccessfully tried to pose as family uh, and get him remanded to their custody, but luckily he woke up, came to his senses, and asked social workers to be reconnected with his family. You'd think it would be over, but church people would come to harass him, his family, their bosses and co-workers. I kid not, even their banks. The church approached my house several times looking for him, forcing me to call the police. For, uh, for the family, they eventually were forced to pay a large sum of his debts to the church, and to sign NDAs. They originally tried to sue, but lawyers would mysteriously drop their cases and they could never make progress. At a loss, they wound up relenting. He was already a strange guy that had trouble making friends, but the person he was after the church was broken, fearful and untrusting of everyone and too paranoid to go to any public space. I have not seen or talked to him in over a decade, but I think about him all the time. By the way, he never heard about Xenu. And honestly, would have probably dug that. I found out about Xenu during the Lisa McPherson court case in the 2000s. Look that up. But if you found this story fascinating, boy, howdy. <laughs> Regardless of the belief, it seems that most Scientologists never know the truth and have a completely different understanding of the religion and those rich enough and hand-selected by the church to advance. It's uh, hard to call the church anything but a cult, even if it had what my friend told me was true hmm. now i left these stories out of the show yeah for this reason i want and as we always look to on this show understand things at the very least on the level that they would like for you to understand it so we can then build on it with everything else this is in my mind an indelible part of the scientology story in the same way that the Catholic priest scandal is an indelible part of the Catholic church as a whole now and in the past. It does not define it necessarily, and it does not necessarily represent how people interact with it. But I do feel that it is important in the order of operations to understand one 
before you understand the other, nor do I think that understanding the, this part second makes it any less impactful. And I hope that that comes through here because I knew we were going to get emails or calls like this and I'm glad that they did. So thank you very, very much anonymous for writing. It. Yeah. I, it's a, I think I would, uh, I would echo everything you said. And then also just to add, um, we knew this was sticky getting into it and we didn't want basically what we were hoping is we could cover the basics. We could talk about the what's and the whatnots, and then we could have a discussion about it, which we did. And that was great. But you guys have followed up with a lot of the stuff that, you know, Justin and I don't have, I don't have a reference point for not really. I mean, I can read about stuff, but I really don't. So thank you for being willing to share those personal experiences. And, uh, they're they're all fascinating. This is a yeah, this is and, 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 and just real quick, by the way, Big Jim says the Catholic Church's problems are not on the same level as Scientology. I'm not here to man measure scandal dicks between the two <laughs> religions. Uh, uh, I'm just saying that there is a uh, uh, to me there is an order of operations. If I'm going to talk about the Catholic Church, I want to first talk about the history of it. I second want to talk about what it means to people, why it has been the success that it has been for uh, centuries, right? And then I will talk about the scandal. And I wanted to offer Scientology at the very least the same uh, opportunity just because, look, there are a lot of people that are splintered off from that group. There's a lot of people that understand that what is going on now and has gone on since many of the early days of Scientology is and was wrong. And they knew it at the very earliest moments, but they found self-help and talk therapy at a time when talk therapy wasn't accepted in mainstream culture to be helpful. And I think that there are elements here that you can understand why people would be brought in. Mm -hmm. uh, and that's something that that I did feel was important. And I do feel is important just in general about religions that I, I am not a religious person. However, I do think it's entirely unfair to only label any religion on the worst elements of it. Yeah. Uh, or like anything else, really. I mean, there's a lot of baby with the bathwater is what we're saying. And I agree 100 percent with that. You got to be careful. There's stuff. There's always going to be stuff, and if you're going to take one, like this Catholic, this Catholic mess that's happening right now in Philadelphia and everything, uh, while potentially systematic and while wide-ranging and all the uh, horrible effects, I know countless Catholics who don't have anything to do with any of that. I know priests who are genuinely interested in doing what they're doing and are not there because they were trying to hide some weird pedophilia or whatever the accusations are. Like, you can't do the full blanket deal. Does it mar things? Sure. Has it always? Yes. Will it continue to? Absolutely. But hearing individual cases like this and looking at them on their own individual merits is kind of how we like doing things on the show. So thank you, Anonymous, go. and everybody else who sent those in. If you had feedback about today's issues or anything else, you can keep using that email, unfriendmeshow at gmail.com. Brian, let's get into... Brian. Oh Justin. I know. I keep doing this. Justin... Yeah. Your name is Justin. Yeah. <laughs> Let's get into. Look, I know like five Brian's and one Justin. It's tricky. You got it, Schwood. Let's get into the <laughs> definition. Daylight savings time, or abbreviated to DST, is often referring to daylight savings time in the United States, as known as summertime in other countries, is the practice of advancing clocks during summer months so that evening daylight lasts longer while sacrificing normal sunrise time. Typically, regions that use daylight saving uh, time adjust clocks forward one hour at the start of spring and then backwards in autumn to standard time. That is correct, generally speaking, for most of the country and the world. Yes. Uh, yeah, it isn't I just us. Yeah. 
It's not just us. Like this screws up my instance recording schedule every year, twice a year with uh, Patrick Beja and Mark Turpin because those two live in uh, France, sometimes Helsinki and in the UK and they do it like a week after we do it or maybe it's three weeks. So it's confusing and it sucks and I hate it. Did you think that this was an American thing? Because for a long time I, I, I did. I thought it was an American thing. I did for a long time. Um, what what uh, changed my understanding of it was actually working with so many people internationally and realizing they were sticking to a lot of the same uh, rules when it came to daylight saving time. So, um, not surprised now, but there was a time, or there was a long time growing up, especially where I had no idea. I just thought it was a farmer thing, and we just did it because you did it. And fall was okay and spring sucked and that was good enough and you just kind of moved on. And I never really questioned it, thought too much about it uh, until, I don't know, the last few years really is where I've started to even care about daylight saving time, whether it's any good or not. Well, what I was unprepared in researching this, because when I was looking to see how it was invented, I was expecting it to be some random dude. Spoiler alert, it is. But... uh, (laughs) One of the people that is suggested colloquially as having invented this is Benjamin Franklin. Whoa, he's on money and stuff. He's a big deal. He is the founding father that wasn't a president. The big fat pimp uh, who uh, (laughs) walked around Paris and talked about how great it was banging older women uh, suggested that uh, the turkey should be the American bird full of fun, interesting and sometimes insane ideas. One of those ideas he suggested because Parisians woke up so gosh darn late that he suggested that they adjust time to uh, compensate for it, suggesting that the average Parisian could wind up saving tremendous money by not buying candles. Oh, because this again is your... <laughs> this is your this is your power bill basically. This is how you uh this is how you see your world after the sun goes down. Well, actually, I had always assumed that part of the reason that we were trying to quote unquote save daylight, which yeah. arguably we're not doing at all, um was because in the summer it would get darker later and in the winter darker earlier, and yeah. my assumption was that well, in the 1800s or an era like that when where electricity is not there or even ubiquitous, uh it's dark, so you had to adjust because you just needed more daylight. I assume that was the entire impetus for the entire thing. Uh, I don't think that's entirely it, but that's something, right? That's a little bit of something. You get a little more daylight to get stuff done before you got to hit the sack, because otherwise it's just candles and squinting. So you want to know what the funny thing is? In terms of it actually coming to fruition, shockingly, no. That's never really been the thing. That's never like that's always been a justification for it. But here, I'll tell you what. All right. We'll, we'll go ahead and get into it. Ben Franklin did not invent daylight savings time. If you ever read that he invented daylight saving time, uh, it's not true. What he wrote was a humorous observation where he kind of did some back of the envelope math, but it wasn't anything that he brought back to America, nor was he uh, especially serious about it uh, as, as history has proven. The man that was was George Verner. Hudson. <laughs> okay. All right. This is, random, this is a random guy you were talking about earlier. Kind of a random Rando dude. McGirt. Although apparently somebody in the chat room said that he's Chris Martin from Coldplay's great-grandfather, which I, I don't know if that's true, but if it is, then, uh, uh, I mean, I guess he fixed you, and by you, he meant time. Yeah. Uh, freaking fact check on I'll unfriend me. We got to find that one out. That's pretty cool. Yeah. So here's the deal. Hudson wasn't 
entomologist. I always screw entomology up with etymology, the study of words. Mm-hmm. Entomologist, of course, the study of bugs who left England for New Zealand in 1881. He wrote several influential books about moths and bugs in New Zealand, but he started to get really annoyed in the summer. This is where this entire thing starts. A dude who works at the post office in New Zealand getting super cheesed off every summer because it was getting so dark so early that he had less time to collect bugs. (laughs) What? For real. This is for real. This is confirmed. He would get off of his post office job and be like, gosh, darn it. I really wish I had more time to collect bugs. I just I love bugs. I'm I'm writing. I'm uh, uh, by the way, in his eulogy or in his is his, you know, as he is remembered, you get like several paragraphs down about how important he was about studying bugs in New Zealand before you even get to this crazy idea he had. Which was, quote, the effect of this alteration would be to advance all the day's operations in summer two hours compared with the present system. In this way, the early morning daylight would be utilized. A long period of daylight leisure would be made available in the evening for cricket, gardening, cycling, and any other outdoor pursuits desired. By the way, he brought this to officials in New Zealand and they made fun of him and called him stupid. Well, of course they did. It's silly a little bit. I mean, I understand his own personal reasons. I get it, right? Like, I I totally get it. I've had this thing before with, like, uh, I don't know, in the wintertime, I wish it was sunnier out later in the winter. I want to take the dog for a walk. I don't want to do it when it's dark and windy. I get it. It's inconvenient. Well, so uh, this (laughs) stayed a general idea, which I assume that this is kind of one of those, uh, uh, you know, why do we call a... a, uh, a, a, a place where you park a driveway and and why do we call the place where you drive a parkway like it's like just one of those i imagine just in saloons forever there's like man it's getting dark well you know summer uh yo what we should do is turn the clocks earlier ha 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 rolf great one clink steins and then they you know leave <laughs> yeah this doesn't become a real thing until 1916 the german empire during uh, uh, and a World War One ally to the Austria Hungary uh, to Austria Hungary, introduced daylight savings time on April thirtieth as a way to conserve coal during wartime. So, in a lot of ways, this is kind of Ben Franklin's initial joke, married with the actual proposal from uh, George Werner Hudson, but. For more of the the idea that Ben Franklin had, which was resource, uh, uh, you know, restriction. Sure. And so effectively, daylight savings time becomes a thing to do because of rationing during major war efforts. So it's World War One, and then it become it comes back in World War Two after some countries revoke it. But this is. On its face, any other thing, oh, business is open later, people get to play more, yada, yada, yada. That's sugar Yeah. for the medicine of we. this is a top-down authoritarian rationing system that we are doing to make sure that we don't have to power electricity. Wow. I See, I would, never, I would have never guessed that. I thought this is because farmers wanted to be up farming later. 
So how does the farming thing go? Because that's how I always understood it, is that it's for the farmers, after all. The farmers, the farmers. Yeah. Daylight Savings Time comes to the United States uh, at first in 1918. But after all the world wars, when rationing had not been a thing for a long time, we fairly well assumed in 1965 that we would not be getting into another world war, at least in the same magnitude as we had done before. This is post the world, the League of Nations. Bleep, blop, bloop. Uh, the history of, of uh, uh, the United States uh, DST happens in 1966. In May 1965, for two weeks, St. Paul, Minnesota and Minneapolis, Minnesota were on different times. When the capital city decided to join most of the nation by starting daylight savings time, while Minneapolis opted to follow the later date by state law. In the mid-1980s. All right, dig this. Jeez. Clorox, parent of Kingsford Charcoal, and 7-Eleven provided primary funding for the Daylight Saving Time Coalition between, or sorry, behind the 1987 extension of U.S. Daylight Savings Time, and both Idaho senators voted on it based on the premise that during DST, fast food restaurants would sell more <laughs> French fries, which are made from Idaho potatoes. I read this earlier, and I don't get it. That's this is all everything I knew was a lie, man. The winners write history, I guess, because I didn't hear any of this stuff ever. And I remember, dude, I remember in middle school and high school, maybe even both. I remember classes where we'd have units on this very thing. Daylight savings. What does it do? Why do we have it? The whole thing. I never heard this. Now, yeah, keep in mind. Let's see. This is mid 1980s. I graduated in 87. So it's entirely possible that, uh, you know. So while you, while, while you and your, while you and your loser friends were uh, <laughs> uh, trying to fart in each other's faces uh, at graduation, here in the, you know, this is government, this is politics that matter. Uh, Idaho senators were selling you down the river so they can uh, flip a few more potatoes. Yeah, and they're just right up there. Like I can almost touch Idaho. I can poke them right there. They're our hat. They're like Canada to the to the U.S. Except it's just Utah's hat. So I, I, I never heard about any of this stuff. And the idea that that it is so, I mean, I'm trying not to be obvious about this or, you know, this is what people would make fun of first. But the idea that a lot of what our modern uh, implementation of this is 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 even there for is because fast food places made, made more money on French fries is the silliest thing I've ever heard but also somehow weirdly appropriate. Also, I guess more people go to fast food restaurants during the day. I guess. Like, I guess like once it gets, once it turns, uh, once it turns into night, people are like, ah, geez, I was going to go get that McDouble, but I mean, you seen how dark it is. <laughs> well, I mean, at night in these same years, I, I would, we'd go mostly at night. Like I'd rarely eat anything in fast food in the daytime. So I don't think the teenagers are being consulted on any of this. The adults no. of my life, my parents, I guess if they were going to get fast food, I guess they were doing it in the day. You know, my dad be driving around. He was always out driving around. He probably, he, he referred to all hamburgers as a Wendy burger. Uh, and then didn't matter where he was going. It's called a Wendy burger. And then when he'd get up to the thing, he'd say, I'll have your deluxe burger. No matter what he would, no matter where it was, if it didn't even have to be named that he would say, yeah. I'll have your deluxe burger. So the guy clearly had a hard time with, you know, the nomenclature, <laughs> but he always would buy during the day, and I would never would. I would be out with my friends at a Hardee's at like two in the morning. Yeah. So none of this applied to me. 
I'm shocked by this. This is shocking information. It should have been uh, like, like, well, as you can see with youth trends, uh, nighttime uh, <laughs> is on the rise. <laughs> yeah, that's a very weird little thing. So what are the, what, let's talk about the goods, the pros and the cons before right. we take calls. What do you think the pros are? Well, here, here are the pros by way of everything that I could find in two hours of Google. Longer evenings, obviously. Uh, this is something that, you know, summertime, you have uh, a little bit more time out uh, to do things. It stays lighter out later. There is indeed a measurable decrease in artificial light. So you are, well, we'll, we'll, we'll get to whether or not you save energy because that's controversial. But okay. there is less artificial light at night. Okay. And more light equals more safety. There are many conclusive uh, studies that say not only for auto accidents, but also for burglaries, mugging, stuff like that. If it's daylight, less crime happens. Yeah, and they always talk about that weird dusk period where um, everything kind of looks weird. Your eyes aren't great. Nobody's eyes are really well suited to dusk, kind of that halfway point, and lots of accidents happen then. But in my mind, it just seems like you're just delaying when things get less safe. So yeah. maybe that's good because people are home and tired and had dinner and aren't out on the roads anymore if it's a longer day. So I get that. Potential good, potential pro. I get it. Now, here's the bad. Number one, according to all available studies, it doesn't actually save energy. <laughs> the old idea, it might, that might have been true when you were Benjamin Franklin and you're like, yeah, no, whenever I'm out with a whore, I need to light up a candle and it'd be great if we could do it without one. Right. Uh, I don't know if he was a whoremonger. I assume he was. I don't know. Maybe There's a lot bad. of history suggesting that he was, but we, you know. Whatever. Who knows? Yeah. I, I haven't done enough uh, researching on Benjamin Franklin's whore predilections, but... Uh, <laughs> But yeah, it does not save energy in our modern system, the way that we uh, uh, power our electrical grids. This is not a one-for-one -one thing. Especially energy. now, I think energy costs, certainly in the home, they go up at night. Because in the 1800s, it was a candle and a book, and then you're done. In the year 2018, that's when all the Netflix flicks on. That's when all the lights stay on. That's when the AC is running because you're in a hot state or... Uh, whatever other things may have been more idle during the day, all your computers flip on, you're on your phone a ton. Like I, this is the opposite now. There's no way we're saving money in a, in a, in a, at night. I'm sure. So this is one of the weird ones or energy. Rather, people sorry. are interacting more during the daylight hours. There is a measurable increase in people getting sick. So when you think about flu season, you know, where you think about people getting sick during the summer, this is part of it. Mm. Really? Yeah. So that so that weird, uh, I had that July uh, fever flu deal. You can blame daylight saving. <laughs> oh, finally. A target for my pain. Okay. I'm blaming daylight saving. DST, your time is limited, buddy. Good luck yeah. to you. DST, GFY. <laughs> uh, and then finally, it costs money. Uh, not only in terms of alerting everybody, but also just in industries. This is where you have a lot of industrial accidents. I was reading about various accidents that happened during daylight saving time mm -hmm. and uh, steel refineries, stuff like that. Like there are jobs. I mean, think of effectively understand what happens when when, when or what happened when the Y2K bug was was around. Yeah. That happens twice a year to varying degrees for big industrial computerized systems. Yeah. I uh, I wonder if anyone today might call in from a state like Arizona and 
tell tell us what the only thing I can think of is they're they're probably just like, well, none of this changes for me. It's only inconvenient because the rest of you do. Yeah, and I want to know how that is, and I want to know how that affects industry in your regard, as as opposed to what you're talking about, which totally makes sense. I would like to know uh, if maybe you don't like it now that you've moved to a state that has no daylight savings. Do you prefer it the other way? Did you like getting that artificial hour back and losing it again in the spring? Like, very curious about that. Also, why has it only ever been an hour? That part's never made sense to me. Well, One the initial hour. pitch was two. The initial pitch was two hours from uh, George Werner Hudson and his and his bug collection. He's like, no, 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 no. I'm with I'm with you, Scott. He said from the Annals of History. Give me two. That's 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 another hour of bug collection. Yeah. I mean, two, imagine losing two hours though. One's already bad in the spring. Losing two would suck. Uh, so yeah. we want to take your calls. 801-471-0462. 801-471-0462. Uh, one of the fears I have about today's show is that everyone agrees that it maybe should go away. I guess we haven't asked each other this, though. Justin, do you have an opinion? Would you rather see a world without this weird artificial construct that's past its prime? I don't know. I I, I do kind of feel like, you know, late summer nights are, uh, you know, late late daylight in the summer is kind of fun. And, and specifically out here in Northern California, it stays out, it stays light out really late. It stays light out, you know, up to 8.30, like 9 o'clock at night or something like that. Like, that's kind of cool. I, I sort of like that. I'm 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 definitely a a fan of sunlight, so uh, I I don't I don't mind it. Well, what if they locked it in at that time, and then it would just always be that way for you, forever? Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah. Oh, so you're saying that daylight saving time doesn't go far enough? <laughs> kind of, yeah. Like, a, well, I mean, we'll get into that. We have a call I first. Just finish the job. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Hi, who's this? Scott, my name's Matthew. Hello, Matthew. It's nice to have you on the show. What's your uh, what's on your mind about daylight savings? Well, I wanted to tell you that I have experienced it both ways. Mm. I live in Arizona, okay. but I have also lived in Salt Lake, uh, in Kearns specifically. Yeah. Uh, I dealt with it for six years in Salt Lake, and it sucks. Yeah. Compared to Arizona. I'll bet it does. Now, let me ask you. That. Well, first of all, Kearns is near where Justin's grandpa lived, by the way, Justin. Yep. Uh, yeah, no, so I think it was in. It was in, in Kearns. Kearns, yeah. So that's great. Nice connection. Uh, secondly, so Arizona. Well, what part of Arizona are you in? Because there are parts of Arizona. I'm in Tempe. Okay, so Tempe's, you know, not quite Phoenix, but getting there. Uh, if you go to Flagstaff, it's a little more Salt Lakey. You get, you know, winter and some snow and some other stuff. You go to Phoenix, you get none of that. You just have mild and warm winters and then extremely hot summers. So this idea that some have used to say, well, it's easy for Arizona. They're hot all the time. They don't care. They don't have the change of seasons, which affects, you know, different things and when you'd need daylight and that sort of stuff. But I've always said, well, okay, but what about the parts of Arizona that are multi-seasonal? They live by the same rule. So I don't feel like that's ever held. After you're experiencing both, it sounds like you're pretty happy with the let's never change it. No more daylight savings in Arizona. It's so much easier to never have to deal with, oh, well, it did Did I fall back? Am I caught up with California? Am I caught up with Utah? Which is it? Yeah. We just always know. It never changes. Now, I work for a Utah company remotely, so I have to figure out, oh, well, now it's almost 2 o'clock their time, so I've got a half hour left rather than, Oh, it's one. It's almost one my time. Right. <laughs> so I, it can get confusing, but 
I would love it if we all went the same, so no one had to deal with it ever. I agree. I have a co-host of this. Yeah, there's also the fact that America is a very large country, and therefore also has time zones that are that are a pain in the ass. Like we are, we are a complicated time country because of our size, no matter what. And then to add daylight savings time is certainly another level of complexity. But it's not like Arizona is ever going to have the same time as New York, unless unless we're for abolishing time zones as well right i don't think that changes like time zones should always i mean time zones make perfect sense to me uh because why if you're not for if you're not for daylight saving time then why are you for time zones because time zones uh why don't we just keep greenwich mean time and we'll all understand (laughs) our own personal sunrises and sunsets well this is why if it's 5 p.m where you live in california for some poor sap in florida uh it's for them it's what eight yeah 8 p.m yeah yeah um it's getting dark for them that should be 8 p.m for them and your 8 p.m should feel like theirs and it should be later than five why why should we have the same idea of what 8 p.m is maybe 8 p.m in in or i guess like what 5 p.m is you know um, here uh 5 p.m is when sun's out it's it's happy hour here but in in florida it's it's uh, a different thing totally so what about in uh right now in japan it's uh what seven hours back or forward i forget yes uh, i'm saying I, I i'm saying let's let's abolish all in fact time as a time was invented by the railroads let's <laughs> let's repeal it all i mean okay but uh, let me say this if we Run up and sundown stay off my back boss man we need some kind of tracking mechanism don't we no We'll just go live whenever we want. <laughs> uh, well, Matthew, glad you called in, and I hope I hope Arizona continues to give you what you need in terms of uh, time zone maintenance. Uh, thanks, Scott. Thanks, Justin. It's a great podcast. Well, listening. Thanks. Good it to talk to you. My day go faster, whether it's slower or faster. <laughs> yeah, it makes you go a whole hour <laughs> early, only twice a year. We'll see you later. Uh, anyways, so <laughs> anyways, what am I, 15? Uh, the thing is, oh gosh, that's not supposed to make a sound, but it did. Let me see why that happened. Okay, we'll fix that in a second. Uh, hello, you're on the air. Who's this? Oh, hello. 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 Hi, who's this? Yes, this is Barry. Oh, hi, Barry. Barry, where do you? What part of the country do you come from? Ohio. Okay, so he is in the Central Time Zone, right? I think. Oh, uh, East. Eastern, okay. Eastern. Oh, you're already. Yep. Uh, well, why am I thinking? Oh, Illinois Central, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, part. Yeah. Depending on the part of Illinois. Yeah. Okay. So. Oh yeah. See, they're a case of the. I think they're split a little bit, aren't they? In Illinois, I think so. Anyway, uh, to give us your take, what do you think about all this? Um. Generally, I'm a fan of it. Uh, so I'm far enough north that uh, some in the summer we don't. The sun doesn't normally set till about ten. Uh, 10 p.m. So uh, I like it. But what if we? But what if we locked Um, it there? What if if that's where we stopped it and said, "Okay, from now on, tens when the sun goes down, we're not doing daylight savings anymore." So every summer at 10 o'clock, the sun's going down, and in the winter, it's different just because of the way the sun's moving and the way the Earth's rotating around it. But it just stayed that way. Why do you need to have the other six month thing pop back in? To have what yeah, you I, like. I, it, it'd be interesting to see because I, since we've always had, since I've always grown up with it being with us switching, I don't know exactly when the sun would set. Uh, I guess it would set an hour. Uh, what would that be? An hour sooner? Yeah. 
or to be an hour later, so an hour sooner, See, then we the- super <laughs> dark. Uh, this is the problem. Said, this is the problem right uh, here. Is he, he's illustrating it. He can't see. It's hard. I can't do it. I can't get my head around it, Justin. It's like, ah, oh, it should be. Wait a minute. What time is it now? Five. Okay, so that'd be six. If it was spring forward, okay, so like June, it's seven, six. No, wait. See, this is the problem. We all sound like idiots when we talk about it. <laughs> yes. No, it's absolutely true. And at the end of the day, there's really like all right when you're dealing with countries i think there's a reason why this had to start as like a rationing program so so just to give you guys comps this is the same as like you can't use aluminum right mm. this is basically a, you know a a, a a league of their own where we're just like hey all the boys you're off to war all the ladies congratulations baseball for you uh <laughs> this is this was effectively another reason this is a government deciding this needs to stop. This needs to change. And why it continued, I don't know. It might be like the greatest example of government overreach that we that we know. Like how else, in what other most pervasive way does the government tell us, no, time's different today? <laughs> I mean, I, I can't think of one, to be honest. This is how it starts. You know, you, know, you just, you know, first thing you know, you're, you're, you're getting up earlier. And next thing you know, they're feeding the globalists all of our democracy. Yeah, so you you know what's up. Uh, Major boner. Anyway, hey, so how about this? How about uh, February having uh, the leap year business and all that? Isn't that kind of a manipulation of our time and space? A little bit? I don't know if it's government sanctioned, but, you know. These are all artificial constructs is my point. All of it. Time. Uh, days. Um, uh, which is part of time, I guess. Uh, the th- reason we call the sun, the sun, like it's all just humans well, going, here's the thing. And we're going to call it this. And here's how we're going to do it. I mean, I don't know. It's not, a, well, there is, there is a rhythm to sunrises and sunsets. Like we do understand how we are affected by our point of view on the earth as the sun rotates. So at the very least you can break things up into that. But if we are to go to another planet for which, that rotation is nothing like a 24-hour period. Are we as humans going to artificially create 24-hour periods on an alien world where that doesn't quite match up? Right. Are we going to bring our own socialization beyond the stars? Good point. Probably not. I mean, there's a reason Star uh, Starfleet uses Stardate. I realize they're a fictitious organization. but Well, but also they're on a ship. Right. And even then, it's not like they're saying, well... We're in space where we don't see the sun come in and come out. You live you where you're up forever. You're normally used to going to sleep when it's dark. Well, oh, wait, it's dark all the time. You're never awake. No one's ever going to be awake again. <laughs> like we have to create some kind of structure for our days. So we might as well do it in 24 hour periods. And if we're already going to do it in 24 hour periods, and we might as well just optimize it. Mm. The, daylight savings time is effectively min maxing our our time itself yeah no you're right it's exactly what it's doing i hadn't really thought of it in those terms but that's it they're min maxing your time and do we need it anymore i say no i don't know how this happens it's not a big priority there are other things in the political sphere that uh probably deserve more attention Uh, okay but hold on and let's and let's take the political reality out of it for a second and just talk about it abstract are you telling me that if we repealed daylight savings time, that there wouldn't be some 
summer day where you'd be like old Rolf in the in, in the saloon saying, uh, hey, man, man, we'd be great if we just had a few extra hours of sunlight. It's dark so early. Um, No, because I'm what? telling you that when you said it, you do it on the one that gives everybody the most, whatever phase of daylight saving happens, you do it on the phase that gives you long summer nights. And that's where you lock it. So right now, we are in that. What? So, oh. so you lock it right here. We say, because right now, my time, it's 1.56 uh, yeah. p.m. It will now be that forever and ever, and it will never be 12.56 again. It will always be 1.56 in the afternoon right now in Salt Lake City, right this second. Keep time zones. That's great. That's no problem. Keep those separated any way you want to do them. That makes a lot of sense. No problem. But it's 1.56 at this time of day, every day from here until the end of time. That's it. We're done. Daylight savings gone. Finished. What else do you have to do? You're going to naturally have shorter days in the winter. Okay. That's natural. And even if you do, even if you have the whole fallback thing, you still have shorter days in the winter, no matter what. You're just, you'll be fine without that hour. I'm telling you. In modern society, that, that hour can F off. It's not a big deal. You don't need it. Now, if we all go back to caveman times because we bomb ourselves into it or something, Oh, right. maybe we can have the conversation again right around the time we hit another industrial revolution in the cycle. But right now, we don't need it. I mean, obviously, it's not necessary as Arizona has shown us. And there are plenty of places in and around even the continental United States that don't use it. And it doesn't seem to be resulting in total anarchy. Uh, although you could probably, you know, factor in wherever you want to slide in, you know, like Joe Arpaio and Jeff Flake. But uh <laughs> Jeff Flake's all right. I, I, I literally just wanted to think of two different people. So uh, we could at least get two different flavors of emails of people that sure. are upset with either. Of those <laughs> sure. People. Yeah. I mean, how else can you explain? There's a, ho- a professional hockey team in Arizona. That's how I'd look at it. They have a hockey yeah. team in Arizona. How, how do you have the, a Phoenix hockey team with a, a, with ice? How is that even a thing? Ah, it's a daylight savings. They're tricking you. Rah. No, I don't know. I <laughs> I got you. My final plan unfurled. Uh, a hockey team in Phoenix. They'll I, never see it coming. I, I feel like those guys have proven something, and they've proven it kind of in the same way that uh, this company I worked for back in the t- turn of the uh, century, to two- 99 to 2000. Uh, I remember all the Y2K freak out. Uh, it was palpable. It was everywhere. And I worked for a company where we were worried about some of these things, and we did our best to make sure we were covered, but a lot of it just seemed like, it's going to be fine, guys. Why do we all think the apocalypse is tomorrow? Sure enough, comes, it goes. Barely anything's affected. And what is affected, you just freaking fix it. It's not a big yeah. deal. It was not a huge deal. And I feel like Arizona took that, that, that jump. They went, you know what? We don't think it'll be a big deal. Oh, yeah, well, look at the rest of us. And then they went and did it and said, look, see, no big deal. They're the smart ones. The rest of us, I, I have a lot of problems with some of the stuff Arizona thinks is a good idea. This is not one of them. This is this is the one I vote for. If I was there, I would be all into it. Uh, they should never remove it. And if there this comes up on ballots ever, is this ever a thing we can vote on now? Do you know? I don't know the last time that it was a national thing. Because uh, I'd vote yes to abolishment right now if I could. So Arizona exempt from DST. Uh, during the energy policy of 2005, that was a federal thing. The act gave every state or territory the right to decide whether or not it used DST. So 
the 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 gates are open when it comes to DST uh, repealing. You in your state, you could go to your state house and raise a ruckus that you wanted to repeal DST, and I'll bet you, much like uh, you know, kind of is is fun about our American experiment. If a bunch of states started doing it, then I'm sure that it would probably have traction federally. Let's do it. I mean, I'm excited about legalized pot as much as the next guy, but maybe we could do this first. Let's have a little priority here, people. Let's make it happen. Uh, uh, absolutely. That is a weird sound you're making. No, like that's it. me. I that's, like it, though. It's turning me on. That's Slack. Oh, well, Slack, well done. Hey, uh, although, although I actually just got news that finally my action news is being shipped to me. <laughs> oh, that's fantastic. Your own game. You're getting your copy. Finally. Own, I'm finally going to get my own copy. Of my oh, own okay, game. good. I mean, big things today. Cohen uh, turned himself into the FBI, uh, which means probably uh, a guilty plea no, of some no, sort. No, no, no. He, he pled. All right. We're not gonna get to this all I know is every headline on every site, and I mean all of them, says Cohen surrenders to FBI, whatever that means. Uh, I don't know if that happened during the... Um, I think it happened since we've been talking. Since we've been talking. Okay. Yes. But then I do not know about it. Uh, I know he was rumored to reach a plea deal. I don't know exactly what that means. Yeah. So I don't know what that uh, means. Apparently, Florida yeah. has put ending DST on their ballot. Oh, all right. Well, hey, Florida, America's weighing. You have a chance to change the world. Show us the way. We'll follow. Okay. It's on you. There we go. You guys like, are... like at least 49% of... Americans, they're going to let their wang lead them. <laughs> let me let me tell you this: if, <laughs> if there's one state in this union that does not need later daylight hours, it's freaking Florida. Because we go. they you, look, you want more stories about some weirdo you, climbing you, into the air conditioning and farting in there, and then killing a rabbit, and then saying it was because God told him to. Is that what you want? I just I just really wish I could just cue Pitbull right now. <laughs> At the hotel. Nice. Later hours. Who needs to who needs to cue it when you're doing it? You're doing it just fine. You're killing it. It's playing in my soul from the moment I was born. Well, there it is. It's daylight savings, and if you have some thoughts on it, we'd love to hear them. Unfriendly show gmail.com. However, before we go today, we have an announcement. It begins with an H and ends with an S. Yeah. Uh, you want to explain it? So there's it? no topic for next week because uh, the show is taking a break. It is going on hiatus. There's the word. Uh, yep. So this is, uh, you know, look, I know there's this is a show that has a, a dedicated audience and uh, I will... I will take full responsibility for uh, <laughs> uh, causing this hiatus. Uh, so don't yell at Scott, yell at me. Yeah. Uh, look, uh, I love this show. Hey, it's it's been one of the most fun things. I love working with Scott, uh, and and there's no certainly no issue between oh, me no. and Scott. Uh, yeah, you know, that's it's, nothing it's, to do with it. Zippo. It's a show that kind of takes a lot of time and. I need to allocate it to kind of other stuff that I've sort of put off for, for a long time that have people depending on me. So unfortunately this is uh, kind of a, a, a it for now. Uh, I expect that this will not be the last unfriend me episode. Uh, and, and maybe there can be a little bit more 
uh, of a sustainable model with it going forward. Uh, but I do think it, it it is an important show, and and I will be very sad if it never comes back. So I do expect it to. But uh, yeah, blame me. Yeah. Well, look, we all have a we all have a table with enough room for what we got, and sometimes you overload your table, and I've certainly been there. Uh, many times and so it's all good you shift stuff around that's the reason we use the reuse the word hiatus and not cancellation because yeah. we don't i don't want to cancel the show neither does justin but but we you know we got to be honest with our own schedules and and figure stuff out so uh so that's where it's at the h word yo the h word and and the chat room says but you haven't solved all the problems yet Fair point. We're getting there. We'll get there someday. We haven't done, we haven't done the abortion episode. Uh, <laughs> that is true. Uh, maybe that will be elusive. Yeah. Ever elusive. Always leave uh, them wanting an abortion episode is the old phrase, the old saying. The old showbiz phrase. Yep. Uh, the old vaudevillian phrase. <laughs> leave them wanting an abortion. Uh, look, uh, I, I feel like it's deja vu because I literally just did this with 1-900 Wrestling yesterday, but... Uh, I would prefer to always, specifically when it's a show with people that I love, and it's the same with Dills as it is with Scott, that I would prefer to leave a show where we obviously have a lot left in the tank. Yeah, uh, I think it makes it more likely that there can be a refocusing and we can and we can bring it back. But uh, I, I would not want to be at a point. I know. Here's also the other thing. I know Scott and I. And Scott and I are already spread super thin. Yeah. This is a show that I think is is done and was created and, and reformed from Hotline Monday for two reasons. Primarily because I think Scott and I really like working together yes. and we want to find a reason to do it. And I will guarantee you that there are probably a lot of other ideas that we like and would like to do that we probably will say no to because we just don't have time. But right. we made time to work with each other and that matters. And also I think what really matters about this show is that it found a really cool audience it found a, a great cross-section that i do want to come back to it's just right now that is super hard and uh kind of only getting harder yeah so, 43 episodes though it's pretty strong uh pretty strong initial run we'll put it on hiatus uh see how things go and hopefully get back around to it at some point bringing that damn abortion episode that's our thinking so yeah uh <laughs> Tesorio says, here's the episode. Abortion is controversial. The end. Eh, it's yeah. been a little more nuanced than that, but sure. Well, yeah, all right, then good. We already did our abortion episode. Yeah, so we've done it. Everybody stop asking for it. <laughs> 44 episodes. Boom. Uh, anyway, I, I should have. Oh, I'm not leaving TMS Tuesdays. TMS, I'm, I'm still going to be on TMS oh, yeah, Tuesdays. yeah, that's all good. Yeah. And also, I'm done canceling shows for this week. So <laughs> now I've done one a day for the first two days of the week. The, the, the killing is over. Uh, 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 that is the only adjustment to my schedule. If you like other shows, don't think that I'm going to cancel that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, uh, just, none of that's going to happen. And we're, and I'm very glad that Tuesdays remains in the morning will remain untouched. It's a, it's a cool thing we have going there. And it's also short and fun and easy. And, uh, you know, it's the morning. Oh, uh, he was saying, uh, Dallin's jet or however you say your net, Dallin's jet. He canceled the wrestling show yesterday. Today, uh, we have hiatus to this show. I guess the wrestling show is not canceled either. It's also on hiatus. No, no, no. That's also uh, a thing where I'm going to be involved still, and and Bills is going to keep it going. So sure, uh, it's just you know, 
I, uh, I, Here, I I'll play this while you're talking. The the year, Go ahead. Keep going. Uh, <laughs> man, you may, you joke, man. I'm like, I got emotional yesterday. I'm getting emotional today. It's just, uh, it's hard, man. I get it. I've done this before and I hate it. I hate canceling things. Or, I know it sucks. And it sucks talking. Like it sucks bringing it up. It sucks talking about it. Like it, it just, it sucks doing this now. Like there's really just no, I know. there's no easy way to do it. There's no I good way guys. to do it. Yeah. What you do. That's why Hollywood just does it unceremoniously. That's why they just go, yeah, we're canceling um, uh, whatever it is, uh, your, favorite, your favorite show. shows. Yeah. They're all canceled. Yeah. Blame me, the cigar chomping executive. Exactly. Deadwood, sorry, no no big notice. Just It just stops. There's no continuation of the storyline you're hoping to finish. See ya. But here we have to explain it. This is a personal media. This is what you do. You can't just go, it's gone. You have to, yeah. you know, you want, we want to talk to you and let you know what's up. It isn't like firing yourself, drenched wildlife. That's a good way to putting it. Drenched wildfire, sorry, not wildlife. Yeah. <laughs> if I could get his name right, that would probably make this less awkward. All right, well, there you go. That's the, <laughs> that's the deal. And uh, we are uh, very happy to have done what we've done. And if there's more in the future, we will be uh, making sure you are aware of it. All will be the first to know about it. Yeah, guaranteed. Um, anyway, that's going to do it for us. If you have feedback, thoughts on uh, this change and or this episode. <laughs> yeah. this, is, this is the way we have to go out. Big credit to Doc Medpot who writes, this show finally living up to its title. <laughs> yeah, we're totally unfriending you guys completely. Oh, this is fantastic. Nice, nicely done, Doc Medpot. Uh, <laughs> in the meantime, all the uh, uh, archives of the show, both YouTube and audio and all that stuff, can be found over at frogpants.com slash unfriend me that will remain there and not go anywhere so if you are interested in catching up on that stuff you can do that there's ways to contact us there our twitter accounts all of it it's all right there uh, in the meantime justin and i are not going anywhere in terms of uh, our exposure we'll be everywhere doing all kinds of stuff you got a night attack you got the morning stream you got a myriad of shows where we just don't stop talking so there's plenty of us to go around and uh, uh we appreciate our time with you guys uh, thus far on the show. Justin, any final thoughts before we kick this door open and fly out of it? Uh, yes. I love you guys. And if you think that this show should continue, then unfriend This show is part of the Frog Pants Network. Frog Pants Network. Get more shows like this at frogpants.com. Diamond Club hopes you have enjoyed this program. <laughs>